This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello once again, Pats Pals and Foxborough friends. We welcome you back to the latest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI, weei.com and odyssey sports on today's episode we get you fired up primed pumped and ready for preseason game number one of the 2022 nfl season with the new york football giants traveling to foxborough massachusetts to take on your new england patriots at 7 p.m at the razor gillette stadium Gentlemen, I welcome in, of course, as always, our co-host extraordinaires and the other people that make up for this side of the Six Rings community, Andy Jumbo Hart and Chris Primetime Shime Time. Gentle friends, how do we be on this glorious game day? What up? Hi, how are you? Perfect. Okay. Just I am excited for preseason football. I already hit one bet. Uh, I am undefeated on the 2022 NFL preseason. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited to uh, just enjoy tomorrow night or now. Now, now, Shime, you as a consumer of alternative beverages, by that I mean like you like hard seltzers. Sure. I've often referred to preseason football as the hard seltzer of real football, Mm. football itself being like real beer. Nah, see, well, so I would consider preseason football like your bottom of the barrel light beers, um, like the, like like the 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 ones that are like ten dollars for like a twenty four pack, um, and and then I would consider real football like your you know your good enjoyable beers, whether your it be your Miller beverages. Light mm-hmm. or your craft beer, whichever one is your preference. Uh, I'm thinking preseason football, though, more like your Keystone Lights, your Natty Lights, like the might l- even be an NA, might beer. even be an NAB, and it's yeah. one of those NABs where you have to drink it as opposed to making a lifestyle choice. And yet, mm-hmm. Andy, for guys like ourselves who get excited for every opportunity to consume a cold, refreshing beverage, be it mm-hmm. after some yard work, on the boat, at the Cape, watching football and beyond, I have to say, this is the most curious, the most interested. If not excited, I have been to enjoy the gridiron equivalent of an NAB, if you will, because there are so many lingering questions, swirling controversies, if you will, uh, and borderline panic between both teams. But we won't worry about the New York Giants and Juan Dale Robinson being listed as their number one receiver, (laughs) the dysfunction of Daniel Jones in the world lighting itself on fire, at least outside MetLife Stadium, when he can't even hit an out route a simple eight yard out route in front of their fans at their in stadium scrimmage practice. We're going to talk about your Patriots, the problems they've had on the offensive line, 
the inability to get the offense going in 11 on 11s? Is it the surging defense or could it be an inability for the offense to grasp the new scheme with their new coordinator who supposedly is also the offensive line coach and has never done this job before? Andy, tell me what you, sir, will be focusing on first and foremost tonight against the Giants. Well, first and foremost, I think the Patriots living in an offensive glass house should not throw barbs at any other team's quarterback or his inability to complete passes in front of fans because uh, that's been the storyline of your 2022 summer so far. We are now three win- weeks into training camp, mm-hmm. and we hopefully are going to find out that the Patriots are a little like their former backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who earned a nickname handsome? in his days here. Well, yeah, handsome, better looking than we Jimmy think, all of that. Garoppolo. But also game day, game day Garoppolo, because practice day Patriots suck. And hopefully game day Patriots are a little bit better. But uh, that's the first thing you're going to look for is just any offensive. I don't know if the word is efficiency, if the word is just simple execution, uh, comfort, display of ability and cohesion as a unit, because you mentioned it. You know, I've heard a little narrative this week that kind of trying to blame it on Shime. You you won't care for this. Trying to blame it on the fat guys, the offensive line. How's um, this? That mm-hmm. seems that seems wow. That seems like an ad hominem Wait, attack, and I uh, I stand for Shime in Thank so you. many ways, and I and I won't have that on this program, Andy. I appreciate you. Um, it is not the offensive line's fault uh, solely because I I continue to point out the fact that they've struggled in seven on seven when the offensive line is like a hundred yards away with Matt (laughs) Patricia over by the uh, field house doing its work. So don't blame the fat guys when they're not involved in the drills. But the first thing I'll just look for is like that first drive. Do they come to the the line of scrimmage? Do they run a play? And does it look like the play was, I don't know, a real NFL play for the preseason? Not like scrambling high school craziness, chicken in with you. And I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who the line is. I don't care who anybody on the field is. Can 11 guys line up and run a play? And then God forbid, this may be asking too much based on what I've seen this summer. Do it again on the next snap. Two in a row, maybe. Easy now. Easy. Pump the brakes there, fella. Let's not get greedy. Let's not get greedy. Well, you talk about running plays. Like for me, the first thing I'm going to look at is how's Matt Patricia calling the game? Like, I understand that it's a preseason game. I understand that your starters on the field, but at the same time, it's just, it's a step, right? It's his first actual game, even if it's preseason calling the offense. And, And I would say first and foremost, like we've all presumed and observed him as the play caller, the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to make sure that's true too. Yeah, like, exactly. What For is, all we know, it might be Joe Judge or Bill right. Belichick calling what him a game. What is the actual sideline um, procedure in terms of who's calling plays, who's the rigmarole, the quarterback when he comes off? Whether that's Mac or not, I don't care if it's Zappy or Hoyer. Who sits next to him? Who's got mm-hmm. the the the? You got what is it? The play it's, sheet. Uh, the surface. Play, the, the surface. I wanted to be. Marketing the tab- yes, the tablet. for the NFL, the Microsoft Surface, who's drawing, looking at pictures, you know, that whole procedural dynamic that we never really worried about with the offense in the past. Uh, we have to observe that and see. And, and how is that working with whatever is actually going on on the field? Next in line for that for me would be two words and they equal four point two eight. Tyquan Thornton. I want to see how he plays. I'm I'm jazzed up about Tyquan. You think Thornton. he actually plays? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, but I don't think rep. you see. I don't. I think the weather will be, and this is just sort of a factor when you think about like here we are, you know, recording this on a Wednesday, getting ready for the Thursday night preseason debut of the 2022 Pats. Reading about the second center of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the season, uh, Hainsey, I believe his name is, yep. uh, having been carted off at the end of practice, wasn't an injury. It turned out to be dehydration and cramps. Now Tampa is not New England by any stretch, and for a lot of good reasons on our behalf. But at the same time, it's been hot AF, and you got to make sure that you don't have guys out there sweltering, running risk of a, uh, a pole or some sort of nagging injury, Andy, because it's too hot. I think the weather will be on our side for the game, oh, yeah. and this is a contributing It'll be like factor. In the 70s, I think it's going to be in the low yeah. 70s, which is perfect weather for a game like this. I do think you will see Tyquan Thornton. Absolutely. Not, not a ton of. I think you're going to see a lot of receiver-wise Low Jordan Humphrey, you're probably going to see a lot of Trey Nixon as he continues to try to find a way to scratch out or claw his way into a sixth receiver role or fifth in case there happens to be a surprise trade during the preseason of perhaps Nelson Aguilar to one of a couple of teams. I could see him being dealt away to. You'll see dumb a lot of the exactly you team, trade him team, to the dumb team or the team, dumber team? team dumber team dumber. We'll find out soon. Stay tuned to six rings at six rings pod for all the latest and the greatest. Uh, but as far back to what you were talking about earlier with the play calling, um, you know, and before we go a little further down into the players, we're most excited to see tomorrow, uh, tonight. Um, I I'll be curious if it is Patricia watching like Yates talking to the line because the line has had issues. Will Patricia spend more time talking with Joe judge and whoever the quarterback is? Will he be talking to bill? Is he going to get pulled away for any defensive consultation? Will he be talking with Billy Yates working with the offensive line? How all of this operates on the sideline, whether it's a well-oiled machine or a total clown show, I think that's where we should have our eyes trained just as much as on the field. Or maybe we should rotate by quarter. Like, Shime, this quarter, you watch the sideline. Andy, you watch the offense. I'll watch the defense. It will just sort of rotate. I'd add another layer to that. Yeah. Is he on the sideline? There's also a chance he's in the he's press up box. In the booth, yeah. Mm. Uh, that would be another Or who is in the booth? Because we all know historically – uh, one of the aspects of Josh McDaniels was Nick Casario assisted him from the booth in seeing personnel changes and yes. packages and different things. So there's a dynamic there. He's never called a game in the NFL as an offensive coach. Does he have any interest in being in the booth on the sideline? How is he going to do it? What color is he wearing? So you can see him. I mean, there's so many layers to this. It now, wait a like second. What is the, I, I want to ask a general question. Andy Shime, I'm not sure if Andy might have a, a good read for this, but where generally is the preferred, I know it's probably coordinator to coordinator, but where is generally the best view from, or like, where do people, is, is it just coordinator yeah. to coordinator? Like they have a difference of opinion. Some guys like it, the well, skybox, some guys like to be on the field. The best view is from the box, but the best ability to coach or the modern trend has been sideline. I think there were more coordinators, offensive coordinators that preferred the box in the 90s ish era back even then. early 2000s i think yeah. there were a lot more box guys like i think the last full-time box guy that i can think of was brian schottenheimer right skybox shoddy mm -hmm. uh for a while skybox in, shoddy. In, in seattle uh, outside of that like i can't off the top of my head i can't name an offensive coordinator who dable? prefers to be in the box was dable in the box oh he might have uh, been actually that's a good that's a no dable was you. on the no dable he's was a on head the side coach line, now so i don't think yeah, that no, he's a head, and that's where i think some of it has changed is there's actually a lot of offensive coordinator head coaches now play yep. callers and i think yep. they kind of need to be on the sideline because of the duality duality dual duality. nature of their yes. role duality, um, I like that. and so i think that's changed that a little bit but 
as a defensive guy, as a guy that's learning the position, you just never assume. So I would just throw it out there. Where will Matt Patricia be calling plays from? And who are some of the other new assistants uh, or, if you will, special advisors? Like we all thought Matt Patricia was going to be in this sort of role. At least I thought so when he rejoined the team last year. And mind you, we're coming off of 10 straight seasons of Josh McDaniels. He took his he took his role back over in 2012 as QB guru, offensive coordinator, assistant head coach, special advisor to Bill in the offense, all of that. That's 10 straight years out the window and now coaching football just off of the strip. So Ernie Adams is now a full year removed. I thought that was Patricia's role. Who's going to be the special eye in the sky for Bill providing the extra uh, sort of like value calls or tendencies? And like there's a there are so many other questions besides will it be a uh, a rollout right or a rollout left for Mac Jones on the first play of the game? Uh, and it probably, well, so I guess and, that's and an will even, it even be Mac jo- and will it even be Mac Jones shine? That's another question, and I think that's something that is really important here. Mac Jones. So according to Mike Reese, he said this is opinion, not a report. He doesn't believe Mac Jones will be starting uh, preseason game number one uh, because game. when they were at practice, the guys who were taking the signals it seemed to be Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer. Now, if Mac Jones doesn't start in game one after what two weeks of awful looking offense. I don't feel very confident in that. Do you? Well, uh, I, I got to be honest. I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, but this is, it's a, even though there's only three now, three preseason games, it's a, it's a lukewarm first step. And you do need to remember next week you have full bore joint practices, preseason game, another set of joint practices, it yeah, but even one series, I think, would be like better than not even playing. Well, it's funny because I saw Aaron Rodgers said, you know, what the hell do I get out of playing one series? And I actually yeah, agree with Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Years. It should be at least two series, maybe three for Mac Jones. The hell's wrong with him playing the first quarter tomorrow night, even if they just call things He's very a conservatively. He's player. Like, it's not Tom Brady, and the Aaron offense Rodgers, is, and the, Drew Brees. Like, and the, the offense, offense And exactly. the offense has been like a ski jump fire for the first couple of weeks. As Andy like, has said, it's a, a high mess. school offense. Like, we need to see that you can actually run plays against another semi-NFL defense. And which high school is that? Because there are some high schools, I think, that look a little more coordinated than the Patriots. Yeah, this and this is kind of like- positive. <laughs> if you go south or west, you're seeing offenses at the high school level that are far superior to this one right now. No doubt in my mind. If you're anywhere in the southern curve and then up through California, the offenses are better. But let's not take shots. Let's not fixate. I would actually like to move on because – Players are where it's at in this. Like, it's not scheme. As Bill said yesterday, there's no game planning. They'll watch a little bit of film, I guess, just to sort of cover their ass a little bit. But Mm -hmm. there's, you know, they're not going to, he said, they're not going to go back and watch Dable's Bill's stuff or Raven's stuff for the defense. Like, they're not game planning. So this is put some guys out there, see how they react. And for me, that starts with Thornton, as I mentioned. Can he get Mm -hmm. off the line? Can he make some plays? Can he continue the momentum that I think he has seized here? Um, and then a lot of it for me, even though we've talked about the offense nonstop is on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And primarily for me is the linebacker position. I don't really care who's out there. Oh, really? I have interest in absolutely every one of them showing me what the wow. hell they can do. Cause I still think that's a group of guys that I couldn't tell you who's going to contribute at a high level. Who's going to have what role. I mean, I guess maybe you can say Juwan Bentley is your veteran guy whatever 
He runs stuff for more traditionally sized Bill Belichick linebacker. And then you have Josh Uche, who looks like he's going to be the the next best thing to Judon. I mean, we know what Judon is, but the next best. And then after that, all of them. McMillan, McGrone, whoever uh, you won't see uh, Tavai because he's still coming back from that injury that looked like it was career ending right up until it wasn't even like the week ending. Um, but whatever. I don't question it. He he did what he did. They did what they did. Uh, but the outside guys, Perkins and Jennings and all mm-hmm. these guys, every rep they get to me absolutely matter. Like these are not throwaway three game preseason reps. Every one of these reps matters for those guys. Anthony Jennings had a, made a nice name for himself last Friday night as well. But with, was that because he was one of the I'm playing full speed in a uh, in-stadium practice scrimmage Adrian type of guys? Peterson. Yes, exactly. Well, because for me, it's more so like the rookie corners, right? Marcus mm. and Jack Jones. I want to see what these guys do. Point I want to see. Shime. I, I, I want to see if they're going to be of any value to you at all, especially if I, I mean, I don't think Kadarius Tony's playing in this game. I doubt Kenny Galladay plays, but even even if they're up against guys like Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton, mm-hmm. like I think that's that's at least NFL caliber talent that I want to see how they match up against. Like I want to see how they perform at that level because if those two guys stink and aren't going to give you any production at all this year, like I already look at this draft poorly, and then on top of that your cornerback position is even worse than I thought it was. You just have zero depth. Like, I mean, on top of having no top end talent. So for me, it's those two guys in particular that I really want to see against the Giants. Yeah, listen, there have been plenty of guys that have popped at the cornerback spot in the preseason. Like, oh man, look at this guy, you know, playing so great against the seventh receiver of insert name of team that they're having a late August pretend football game against. And we've thought that they're going to make the roster or that they're going to be the next undrafted free agent star just to see that just to see that they don't get lost in coverage, just to see that they don't get broken by any double moves just for them to stay healthy and provide some level of confidence in the back end of the defense would be a huge step in the right direction. But I actually have a little more confidence in the secondary right now, and I'm growing to have more confidence in the front end of the defense, Andy. I can't help, but just growing to have, I'm I am learning to have, I am, (laughs) I am. Uh, I have growing. I'm growing confidence. to have. Uh, it was that Tom Petty song. I'm no, I like it. It's have. a mixture of growing and going. It's like I'm, still I'm, in the future, yeah. and I'm working towards to not quite there but yet. It's six rings in football things. Yeah, I can't help. I am just going to be transfixed by the offense tomorrow night because everything. I know this has been the term and the dynamic du jour. Like they can't complete anything. They, you know, like the the defense is in the backfield before the plays even snap. People are covered left and right. I'm not expecting to see the greatest show on turf, you know, break out against whatever sort of secondary the Giants present tomorrow night. But I just, like you said, I just want to see clean, crisp, and confident. I, that's the, the triple C that I'm looking for tomorrow night. Clean, crisp, and confident. I want them to do competent. I just want to see what looks like a professional football team and something that will give me hope and confidence going forward that the Pats are going to put it together after this two and a half weeks where people have described it as sub high school to, to be kind, broken, broken, also like Bill Perry saying the disastrous, broke. disastrous, Unpro- unprofessional Disney. amateur. I still can't believe Kyrie said uh, with you guys on Monday night, Monday night, that Mac Jones was seeing ghosts. I, yeah. that was I, rough. That was I lost rough. it. That's that unbelievable. Last time anyone was seeing ghosts, it was Sam Darnold. In what was that 2019? So I uh that's hey, 
that's Patriots tough. defense makes you see ghosts, whether you're Apparently. the opponent or whether you're the teammate on the practice. The boogeymen are back. Not a chance that had anything to do with the defense whatsoever. <laughs> now probably. we probably won't see Isaiah win. It'll probably be Yadni Kajust. Oh, Is it Kajust or Kajust? Kajust. I thought it was Kajust. I thought so as well. Okay, so uh, we'll probably see Kajust at right tackle. My, part of me wonders if we don't see Trent Brown at left tackle just in pre, just for preservation purposes because well, yeah, if we're not going to play the quarterback, that makes me wonder like right. what are we doing? Like then who do we then are we going to see like Chasen Hines has recently come back? Does he get some looks at guard tomorrow? Night? Are we even going to see Damian Harris? Like this well, Josh McDaniels is no longer here, so the starting running back may not even get carries. And okay, settle down. Uh, uh, I'm, right. I'm just saying Josh Jacobs had a lot. I was going to say Josh Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs just like that. Pitches. Josh Jacobs just like that comment. He had a ton of touches in that game. It, it yeah. stood out to me. Um, but again, this is a Mike Reese opinion. We don't know how it's going to play out because then I also get into like, are we going to see two quarters of Brian Hoyer? And why would I want to see two? And then, or do oh, we I just see, see three quarters of Bailey Zappi? I'd, I'd yeah, like I want to see full Zappi. I want the it, whole damn game. I want little yeah, Mac to get 100%. out there and if, just, you're the one who said, Andy, Andy Hart, you're the one who said that so far the offense has looked more competent and more efficient with uh you know first class private first class zappy out there i stand by it, it western it kentucky grad baby people get all pissy your people the trolls have been all stirred up on twitter i just tell you people? what i see i'm not telling you you have to like it i'm not telling you it will stick i tell you what i see i call it like i see it that's yeah. all i can do to your credit um, andy you were right last year when you said mac jones is better than cam newton and he should start and he yep. did and I was and right credit, in January Andy, when I said yep. Bill is going to let Matt Patricia be the play caller on the offensive side of the ball because that would be the most Belichickian Bill move ever. So yep. you, know, and you I, nailed the John I, Smith call. So you just oh, <laughs> screw you, screw you. He's Perfect. allowed to get one wrong, Fitz. And I, I stand by. They were as wrong as I was. See, the trouble is True. over twenty years. I've, for better or worse, I've started to think and analyze things from a Belichickian perspective, and that got me in trouble there because. They loved John O. Smith too before they realized oh, yeah. dude can't play. Although I was looking and and I, I I know I mock these things, but I was looking at Mark Daniels from the Providence Journal. Was I looked at the same tweet earlier? Yes, dumping okay, his stats go right there. from yep. the first yep. three weeks of training camp, and the number uh -huh, two uh -huh. receiver is John O. Smith, right behind Jacoby Myers. Who I, we know well, is you, now you just took away the little game I was going to play with Shime in the audience, which was and oh, guess sorry. who's been the number one receiver thus far. My bad. Jacoby Myers. Great job. I appreciate I you reading the minutes in the prep sheet. It, it we, should, we didn't have one. We uh, have prep sheets. Do we have production meetings? So no, Shime, production. Jacoby no. Myers has been the leading receiver by far so far through the 11 on 11s and in the first couple of weeks of training camp leading Seems into preseason right. game number one. Uh, do you think that that means he's going to continue to be the leading target? And is he clearly establishing himself as the safety valve? Where, whereas we've debated like, Hmm, could it be an increased target for Kendrick target load for Kendrick Bourne? Maybe that's Devonte Parker's job or will the tight end step up? And then it's just going to become Mac distributes the ball to each and every one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've been firmly believing that Jacoby Myers would still be the number one receiver in this offense. He had 125 targets last year, like and and 80, what 83 catches. Yep, like, uh -huh. I don't think it, like may, those numbers might come down a little bit just because I guess there's more mouths to feed. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I still think he's the number one guy. He's the best rapport with Mac Jones. He's arguably the best receiver in this core. And you can take that for what it's worth. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of people that are Kendrick Bourne stands and believe he's going to have a breakout year. 
he, I think he kind of is what he is, and he might have a good year, but I don't think he's going to have an amazing year. Jacoby Myers is going to be the leading receiver on this team. He's reliable. On third down, you throw him the football, he's going to catch it, and that's kind of what matters and and ultimately what this team might need. Before um, we – yes, yes, Well, Andrew. I was just going to – the Kendrick Bourne thing is interesting because I think most – done much this year, uh, this preseason. Most disappointing player in camp so far in terms of production, plays, standing out, doing anything other mm -hmm. than – be a hype man for the crowd. Like at least Devontae Parker has had moments, right? Oh, but yeah. I, right. I haven't right. gotten any of that with Kendrick Bourne. It's He's weird. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen some, Andy, in those seven-on-sevens in the red zone work that we saw early on during camp, a lot of corner fades to Kendrick Bourne, which they actually worked on last year because they had plenty of time to, quote, work on it since they were getting their knobs blown off in the play in the playoff game in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, that's that? all right. Uh, it's okay. Everyone gets it. Wait, uh, is it's, that It's enough? not too inappropriate. Is that available? Because I'd like to sign up for that. <laughs> uh, so Kendrick Bourne got a lot of work and was a red zone target then. I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case. Saw a little bit of that earlier on during training camp. We'll see if he is utilized in that capacity during the rest of this preseason or at all. And who's going to be thrown on the ball? All right, guys, before we wrap up this preseason preview, game Joshua number Bledsoe. one. Okay, excellent. I was just going to throw say, names out there he, that I want to see. He can't be Marcus named Jones. Taquan Thornton. Would you stop? One per person, please. Oh. Would you wait your turn? Uh, you can't take every single. You can't just read off the roster, you jerk. I'm thinking I mean, of I guys like, that pop I'm in my head. Hard. From... I can do whatever I want. I don't even though I yeah. respect most of I just show up and do it. Let's go. I just, Is the there prep? Okay, so Joshua Bledsoe, safety, the talent. So you're. <laughs> Please. Keep up. You're like five seconds behind. Is oh there a delay? God. It's difficult because you never shut up. All right. So uh, Josh Bledsoe is the player not named Tyquan Thornton. You will have your eyes affixed to tomorrow night or rather this evening, Andy. And that would be because? Because he has uh, really shown up pretty much every day at some portion of practice, uh, bringing energy, bringing versatility, bringing the idea that I'm now posing that if you really are going to put your best 11 on the football field, could it now include not one, not two, not three, not four, but five safeties out there? Um, Jesus although Why he not? could be a tweener safety corner you could pencil him in as. Yep. And just to be clear, I don't think we will see any Jabril Peppers. He has not been fully participating in practice yet as he comes back mm -hmm. from that ACL surgery. But Oh, it's not a revenge game for him against the Giants? It is not. It is not. Nope. not. A, it might be a revenge game for Joe Judge. He's going to call three kneel downs in this game just to yeah. show them how often he's run. Um, we'll get but them, yeah, Bledsoe yeah. has Bledsoe's been a nice spark. And in a secondary where I think there's a lot of jobs and roles up for grabs, if you really are going to play a lot of safeties, put your best players on the field, not just say, well, I have to play Malcolm Butler. He's a cornerback. Yeah, but is he one of your best DBs right now? Should he be out there? Is he getting the job done? He's third Bledsoe. on the unofficial depth chart right now, as a matter of fact. I believe That's this is very unofficial. I wouldn't it's listen. It's very that. unofficial, I know. Like I mentioned at the top of the pod, Wandale Robinson currently listed as the number one receiver for the New York football giants. Who Ooh. exactly? Uh, Shime, players not named Tyquan Thornton, you are looking forward to this evening. Yeah, I already talked about the corners, so I'm going to go with the two running backs uh, that are rookies. That would be Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Mm -hmm. I want to see what these guys do, if anything, if they're throwing the football to them. I think that matters, mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of just want to see how they run in this Patriots offense, um, especially if they're kind of switching schemes up a little bit. I want to. I want. I, I think that scheme change kind of fits Pierre Strong's running style better than any running back on this roster. And so I kind of want to see what he does. We buried the lead here. 
We, that there's something we should have spoken about right off the bat that we didn't speak of. And we ahead. may know ahead of time. We may know by people by the time people listen to this. But the yes. numbers, the jersey numbers, oh, you're going to see the these numbers. guys in regular numbers. It won't be Finally. Tyquan Thornton 51. It'll be Tyquan Thornton in a number that makes him look, I don't know, skinny number and fast one. and athletic. Hopefully, Who knows? please, dear God, don't let it be. What is the cursed number? Is that 13? Seven, no, it's Seventeen. Is that the one that Dobson wore? Like, if you wear seventeen, yeah, apparently, it was like you Taylor are Price, Dobson, wasn't it seventeen? Yep. Yeah, maybe even Chad Jackson. No, I think Chad Jackson was in the eighties. But any which way, that is I the cursed number. So, so long as Tyquan Thornton doesn't wear seventeen, but like the running back, do we get we'll a thirty-four? We'll, we'll we feel like better a about that number for a Ooh, running. Bailey Zappi will probably be number four because that's that was his college number. I don't Ooh, think that's nice. taken on the roster, right? And Shime, I'm with you. I can't wait to see the rookie running backs as well. I've seen nothing of Kevin Harris, but I would love to see just a glimmer. I would love to see a Danny Etling style uh, run for the six point house for Pierre strong jr. As well. I want to see a little bit of that speed tomorrow night. I want a glimpse of the fast and furious future in Foxborough football tomorrow night. That would be delicious. Andy, uh, you took my guy, Josh Bledsoe. So I'm actually going to flip back to the other side of the ball. You know who I want to see Cole strange. I just want to make sure that, just in case Leonard Williams starts or anyone else along the professional defensive line of the Giants doesn't absolutely just destroy him, blow him up, knock him into the backfield, knock him off his spot, make sure that he doesn't get me called for any penalties. Like Especially this when is you the first a top five guard in football for him. Exactly. And this is your first round pick, 29th overall. We're all going to be keeping track of all the other guys we thought the Patriots could or should have drafted in his place or around that slot in the first round of the 2022 draft. So I'll have a keen eye on the line, but especially Cole Strange out of University, Tennessee, Chattanooga, tonight in preseason game number one. All right, everybody, thanks very much for listening to our little uh, slightly shortened version of Six Rings and Football Things. This is our preseason game number one preview with at Shime Time, at Jumbo Hart, and your old pal at Fitzy GFY. Tomorrow morning, we will have... Come Friday morning, check your podcast inbox. Oh, good old at Six Rings Pod. We'll have a recap. Andy and I will be doing our first ever parking lot podcast. That's right, from the parking Ooh, lot. Parking lot pod. After, it's going to be a parking lot. I get lot mugged, pod. I'm going to be pissed. It's a parking lot pod. But it's only going to be someone who's been like, hot. I've been waiting all this time to come in person and tell you what a jag you are. There's a lot of those. It's not funny. <laughs> All right, folks, we will be in the sixth section by the 6C porta potty. If you will not give out the location, <laughs> Jesus. Andy will be wearing a bright green tracksuit that says Yo Mama on the back. It'll be easy to find. Uh, it's a custom Adidas he had made. Uh, no, we'll be doing a quick recap uh, things that we saw, things that we liked, things that we didn't coming out of preseason game number one. So make sure you tune in and check that out as well. Share the pod, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you all so much for following along. An absolute pleasure once again. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI and all the other places that bring you this pod. For the hot man, for shine time, this is Fitzy saying goodnight, God bless, drink up, and as always, go Pats. See ya. Go Pats. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.